Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Elijah Streams. My name is Julie Smith, and I'm filling in for Steve Schultz today on Thursday, September 28th, 2023. And it's always a privilege to be here and fill and fill in for Steve and be with you all. I, I get so much out of it. I love your comments. We have we have the best viewers. You guys are all awesome and amazing and so encouraging. And so today I have the honor of having Cindy McGill on our show. And believe me, this is power packed with revelation, instruction, and how we can take back our places of influence. And it's so important that we do so. We really need to. And Cindy's going to get into that as well. But before we bring Cindy on, we wanted to run a well spot to show you where your generous support to Elijah's dreams is going. Every day, people in Africa are faced with an impossible decision. Dirty water or no water at all. No one should have to make that choice. Together, we can help by providing clean water wells. Donate online at ElijahStreams.com slash donate or mail a check today to Elijah Streams, 525 2nd Avenue Southwest, Suite 629, Albany, Oregon, 97321. Wow. Those never get old. I love watching all of those. They're so moving. And we just want to thank you for partnering with us. You are providing clean water for those in remote areas who need it the most. Thank you for your continued generosity to Elijah Streams. So with that, let's bring on Cindy McGill. Hi, Cindy. Hi. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? Doing good. I'm so honored to have you on our program today. You are so full of love and light um, for the hurting, the lost, and for everyone. I mean, there's no one that is off limits to you. And um, you're, you're a mama bear. You're, you're, you're such a mom in the spirit to many. And I just honor you for who you. you are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's true. I, yeah. And I think, you know, just, I don't know, I guess it just comes naturally, you know, when you just see how God is such a father, yeah. and how much he wants to rescue. Mm -hmm. And yes. then you get that heart. He puts his heart inside you is what happens. Mm -hmm. And then you want to rescue as well. And you're like, oh, my goodness, I can do something, you know? Yeah, so, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So speaking of, I wanted to have you introduce yourself a little bit for those who may not know your ministry and what you do. You go into the highways and byways. You go into the porn industry conventions, Burning Man, New Age yeah. fairs. You There's no dark place off limits to you. Can you? <laughs> Give us a little story and background of how you got involved with this and how you knew God was calling you to this. Yeah, I, I mean, I've been born again since 1973. So, you know, my husband and I both were saved in the Jesus movement. And we went to Bible school, Christ for the Nations in Dallas. And um, we pastored churches, mostly in Utah. So that was a different mm -hmm. field for us because yeah. we had never, we're not Mormon and we mm -hmm. didn't really know much about it, but we just went to places it seemed like that God just opened up doors for us to go into these um, places where there wasn't a lot of spiritual uh, 
understanding, you know, the Bible wasn't really taught. And yeah. so we started there. And of course, miracles in the, in the Jesus movement, it was filled with miracles. If you watched uh, the Jesus Revolution movie, mm -hmm. it was pretty close to what we experienced. I watched yeah. it and said, oh, yeah, this is exactly what we went through. I mean, so much of it was so true. And so really, um, I, I had always had a passion. I think from the time I got born again, I just had such a radical salvation. Uh, God just got a hold of me and turned my whole life mm -hmm. around. There was yeah. absolutely no going back to any of the old stuff, you know, just out of high school and things. We were all, that's when weed was, you know, a big deal and people mm -hmm. were getting drunk and speeding, you know, taking yeah. speed on the weekends and whatever. Oh, no. yeah. I was like, I don't think this is the way I'm supposed to live. Like there's got to be something else. And I just was really crying. I mean, I didn't even think God was there. Mm -hmm. um, and I just said, you know, if you're there, I just need, you need to tell me or show me or something. Cause I've gone to church. I just didn't ever feel him. I never, I didn't think he was around mm -hmm. or if he was really real. I thought maybe it was just an organization, yeah. but yeah, God just got a hold of me. Mm -hmm. And, and when he did, I felt like, um, I feel I felt like um, everything changed, like the, the my eyes got open, like the, the, the sky was blue, the grass was green. Uh, mm -hmm. I could feel like 500 pounds fell off my back. Um, I just thought I am like new. There's something brand new about me. Like I don't mm -hmm. want any of these other things again. And I began to find purpose and I started wanting everyone to know him. That's really what it was mm -hmm. because I, it was so radically uh, changing for me. I thought I want everyone to know this. Yeah. And so I just, uh, <laughs> that's when, you know, when I, I got born again at an Andre Crouch concert. So, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. And I thought it was Chinese <laughs> food. They said, we're all going to Andre Crouch. I thought it was, uh, Asian. A, a food. I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. And cause I didn't know, I didn't know anything yeah. about anybody. And yeah. so, um, uh, from that moment, uh, I, I, that happened to me and I went home that mm -hmm. night and I started just calling people at random and mm -hmm. that's before caller ID. So I'd wake them up. This was two in the morning. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, you've got to meet Jesus. <laughs> if you don't know who he is, you need to know him. And, um, people were like, who is this? <laughs> you know, what are you doing? And that kind of You're thing. Fire. And, um, uh huh. And so it really days. just yeah. it burned from there. And I, yeah. when I got into Bible school, it just got even more. I knew, I knew I was called mm -hmm. uh, to the nations. I was called to the uh, evangelist really. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, uh, it's evolved over the years. And, you know, we did all we could at that time. It was passing out tracks and that kind of thing. But, you know, you look back now and here we are so many years later, 50 for me, 50 years later, and things mm -hmm. have changed. Um, those yeah. uh, old methods and things like that don't work anymore. And people aren't right. drawn to take a, a piece of literature out of your hand and read it and mm -hmm. then make a, a life changing commitment. Um, and as darkness covers the earth and deep darkness is covering people, we have now understood that God is telling us, look, you've got to do things different. If you're going to see a different result, you've got to do things differently. Different. And he even said, behold, I do a new thing. Yeah. You know, so we have to go with a new thing. Mm -hmm. And for some of us that have been born again, as long as we have, it's kind of, it's a little bit more tricky for us to say, oh, well, I'm going to throw, you know, I'm just going to throw everything I knew before away and I'm going to start embracing a new thing. But I knew that I, I had to, I had to change, you know, 
God loves the process. He loves to take us through the process of change Mm -hmm. and everything about us changes, you know, and people say, well, I don't like change. And I said, well, then you'd still be in diapers. Mm -hmm. I mean, because we all change, you know, we grow and we change and we learn and we move forward. And, um, and so that was really where it started for me. And basically it was a kind of in the new age and I didn't know anything about new age. I've never been new age. I'm not new age. Um, but I ended up at, at a new age event, um, by invitation. I wasn't going to go and I was tricked into going. And I started getting words of knowledge for people in that arena. And I knew they were from the Holy Spirit. I knew they weren't from a foreign spirit. I knew God's voice. I know his voice. And I know when he talks to me. And um, I was standing next to a psychic. (laughs) And, you know, I was just listening. I didn't, I was learning. I didn't know anything. I didn't know even what they were or what they did. And uh, I started getting words for people. And, um, people started lining up in front of me instead of her and she got angry. <laughs> so I, I moved, I moved across the room and I was like, well, I'll just go over here. I'm not going to cause a fight. Yeah. And, and sure enough, um, people started lining up in front of me and God was giving me specific words of knowledge uh, for them. And I was hearing him tell me about them and about their heart and about their future and about their pain. And uh, if they needed healing, a uh, healing would flow. And, uh, I, and they were like, oh my gosh, I, I don't even, I've never, I've never experienced anything like that. So yeah, it started there. Walked into your calling unaware. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and it was an education. I mean, yeah. you know, it, when we're sent into all the world, well, you have to kind of consider your field. Mm-hmm. So, well, what does the, what does that field look like? You know? What is their language? Like if we were to take a missions trip and we went to Japan or to China, we, we need to know their culture or India. Yes, we need to know absolutely. their culture. We need to understand what they think or how they're, they process life, you know, mm-hmm. in order to be effective. Yeah. Yes. Culture is a big deal. I mean, mm-hmm. there are some things that you, you can do and can't do here or there that are rude there, you know, to exactly. them and their culture. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm from Asia, I'm from Thailand, and, you know, honor is a big deal, you know, to the Thai people very much, and Asia, for that Mm -hmm. matter. Yeah. Yeah, it's very important, the difference. Yeah. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of how it got started, and um, I learned how to interpret dreams. God asked me to start doing that because Tim and I both, in the 90s, during the renewal movement, we started dreaming like crazy. I mean, we would have the same dream one night. And uh, we thought, mm-hmm. what on earth? Like, this is, I mean, I, I understand pizza dreams and mm-hmm. weird things and things, but this was, this was a, there was a presence. There was God's presence in the room when we woke up. So God said, I want you to begin to not just understand dreams that I'm giving you dreams, but I mm-hmm. want you to understand how to interpret other people's dreams. And I thought, is that even in the Bible? <laughs> is that something people do? You built a whole ministry around that. I did because I went back mm-hmm. and looked at the, in Genesis 39, 40 and 41. Mm-hmm. And Joseph, you know, interpreted the cupbearer and the baker's dream. Mm-hmm. And he was a dreamer himself. And when he did tell his dream, he got thrown into a pit and then uh, sold into slavery. And then he was uh, put in prison, you know. And mm-hmm. um, while he was in prison, I always love to teach on this because while he was in prison, it was a preparation process 
the prison was the preparation process for the yes, palace. It was. And had he not gone through the prison experience where he was locked away, nobody could get to him. Mm. He would have never had the, the, all the character and all the strength and all the yes. going through his uh, disappointments and his emotion and wanting out of there. And he was there two more years. Um, and then, uh, but he interpreted the dream and that gave him access to Pharaoh at a very yes, and crucial and important time. And mm -hmm. so you go into Joel 228 and you begin to realize in the last days, mm -hmm. you know, it says in the last days, I'm going to pour out my spirit on yes. all flesh. So that tells us that people that do know him and don't know him are dreaming. God dreams. Exactly. And speaking of dreams, that's a perfect segue <laughs> yes. into right? the first point that I've gone yeah. over with you. So when right. I uh, knew I was going to fill in for Steve today, I was like, I have got to have Cindy McGill on because I know <laughs> that this dream is speaking into the season and what the mm -hmm. Lord is doing new and afresh right now. And you were in the stream. So I, I had this dream with Cindy McGill in it, y'all. It's really <laughs> good. And so I'm just going to uh, talk a little bit about my experience and the dream. And I haven't asked you for an interpretation yet. So I am excited to hear what your dream interpretation of this is. So okay. last month, uh, I went to visit my sister in Europe. She lives in Germany. And before I went, our breaking Christian news editor, Amy Hurd, um, said, are you going to go visit Joan of Arc sites? Because she knew I was going to Europe, Germany, France, Italy. And I said, I don't know anything about those sites. And so I just, it got me curious. So I decided to look it up. And Joan of Arc, her birthplace is in Domremy, France, which is two and a half hours uh, uh, where my sister lived, from where my sister lived, two and a half hours. Hmm. I said, we have got to go there. It just feels like it's a word. And I really wanted to go. And my sister had never been there. She's been in Germany and in Europe for 10 years. She didn't even know about it. So it was, it was a cool experience for us all. So um, quick history about Joan of Arc in the 1400s, when she was 13, she began hearing voices and seeing visions, which she uh -huh. believed were sent from God. These voices and visions told her that it was her mission to free her country, liberate the people from their enemies, and put their rightful king in place. And mm -hmm. we know who the rightful king is. Mm -hmm. So on August 3rd, uh, my sister took me to Joan of Arc's birthplace. And it was an incredible, epic experience and day. And I have a couple of pictures I wanted to show. Mm -hmm. So that's... Oh, wow. Yeah, that is Joan of Arc's house and birthplace. That's where she was born. That's me standing in the doorway. <laughs> right. Yep. And then there's a statue of her there. Wow. And then I think we have one more, which is where she heard the voices. There was a garden area next to it under the tree, and that's where she heard the voices. Oh, yeah, that's inside her house right mm -hmm. there. Very cool. If any of you, have a chance to go to Europe and France, go visit Joan of Arc's birthplace. It is an incredible experience. And so there's one more of um, outside of where she heard the voice if we have that, but if not, it's okay. So the very next day we go back and I have a dream mm -hmm. and you're in it. So <laughs> I, I went to visit Joan of Arc, Arc's uh, birthplace. The very next night I have this dream. 
And so I want I wanted to run it by you. I think it's really important. So we were in a large open room with people laying on the floor. I noticed Cindy McGill was there and she said to me, Julie, it would be helpful if you gave blankets to everyone. I then realized we own the building. And I said, Steve, I think we need to get blankets for people here. Then Cindy Crawford, the celebrity model, entered the room. She comes up to me and says, I need your help. Will you pray for me? Mm. I look above her and I see a full skeleton that is over her. It startled me for a minute seeing it and she didn't realize it was there. I knew when I saw it, it was a stronghold. And she said yes to an open door earlier in her life. Mm. And now she didn't know how to close it. Mm. She was asking for prayer and didn't know what to do about it. Mm-hmm. It was as if she was being tortured by this skeleton. And the skeleton was looking right at me because he knew I saw him. Mm-hmm. And I knew he was a giant in the land that was trying to intimidate me from praying for her. He was like right there in my face when right. she was asking for prayer. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to scare me from raising my voice to pray for her. And it felt kind of like that paral- paralysis, you know, when you uh, are trying to wake up and you can't say anything. It felt like that for a second. Mm -hmm. But then at that moment, I pushed through, raised my voice and started rebuking that skeleton and commanding it to go. Mm. That was the dream. Yeah. Well, it's a broad place. It is. It's a big room. And there was a lot of people there. So you've been entrusted with a lot of people who are going to have experiences uh, that are going to bring them down into their, you know, to a, a flat position where they're going to experience God. That's basically mm-hmm. what that is. I mean, we've all had those, uh, those yeah. of us that have been around for a while have had a time where we felt the power of God so strong, we've, we've hit the floor, you know. Yes. And so um, blankets are coverings. They're something mm-hmm. that gives you uh, warmth, it gives you comfort, and it also gives you privacy. And mm-hmm. so I think that um, there was, a, it's almost like you've been entrusted with little and God's going to give you more. And when mm-hmm. Cindy Crawford walked in, I like her, by the way, I don't know yeah. her, but I like her as a, uh, what I've seen of her. And mm-hmm. I believe she speaks uh, for a, a bunch of um, Hollywood or people in, in the industry that are seeking or looking. Um, mm-hmm. I think I do know uh, that this year I saw a picture um, of her and her daughter. I think we're at Burning Man this year. Yeah. Spiritual. I'm going to talk about that a little bit. It's a, it's a place of spiritual seekers mm-hmm. where they go. I know a lot of people have different opinions of it, but I've been out there for a number of years. So I have an understanding of what they do. Um, yeah. But I think that the skeleton had to do with, you know, can these bones live? And also, mm-hmm. um, you know, is there is there a chance that I can be delivered or set free from things that maybe we've all done that? So let's not let's not think that, oh, my gosh, she's the only one that ever opened a door. We've all opened the door to something mm-hmm. that hasn't been good for us. And we've had to learn how to to get before uh, God and, and get it closed or find someone who knows him who can do that for us and help us through that process. Um, mm-hmm. And I believe that um, you did see and I think that that speaks to me of you as well, mm-hmm. having a seer anointing, being able to see things. Uh, in the spirit realm that aren't really visible in the natural realm. And I think it's going to increase on you as the increase happens 
So you're going to have more people that are going to be coming your direction. We needed more blankets is what we needed. We needed more uh, covering. We needed more people who could come along and be present and be helpful in helping people find their direction and get free from oppressive things and things that have killed them or have robbed them of their life. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. That's what a skeleton looks like, you know, mm-hmm. it is. It's, it's robbed you of your life. And so I think that this has to do with um, what God is, is entrusting you guys with. And, and I just happen to be there and I'm a part of that. And I like that, you know. Yeah. And, um, and I think, uh, you know, you talked about the two Cindy's and yes. our, our name, <laughs> our name is, um, uh, it means light. Yeah. It's actually a reflector light. of the light. Yeah. Reflector oh, of the light, which, okay. um, so I, I like that. I've gone with several different, <laughs> trying to find my name, you know, everybody <laughs> does that. What's my name? Me? What's my name? Um, yeah. yeah. And so uh, it reflects the light. And I, I just mm-hmm. feel like, um, that there's going to be more, uh, people that are going to be coming influences, people that are uh, places are in places of influence. I know that God's been speaking to me about that for the past couple of years mm-hmm. that we're getting, um, we're being, God is literally divinely appointing us to people um, yeah. who are in places of influence. And mm-hmm. he's giving us the words in the moment to speak to them that will bring life to them and take them out of their broken uh, and their, their empty um, life and situation that they thought mm-hmm. would fulfill them, you know, and, and so many do, they think, well, if I get into this, it's going to make me, it's going to make me feel good. Or I'm going to feel fulfilled. If I get money, I'm going to f- get fulfilled. You know, and right. none of that ever works. You know, uh, Jesus is the only one that gives life and that more abundantly. And so when people find Jesus, they'll give up everything. Uh, you know, that's something the rich young ruler didn't do. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, they, they find him and they, they follow him. And how many times do we read about immediately people drop their nets, Peter dropped his net and went yes. and followed him. And, um, that's how you, cause he is the giver of life. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I just feel like it has to do with this big revival that's going to take place as well. Yeah. And then there's room for it. You've got room mm-hmm. and you owned it. You owned it. It's like owning the field, you know, you own this whole big area where people can come and they feel safe and they feel like they can come and, and get their lives back and, and be brought back into relationship, you know, be once forever introduced Mm -hmm. to Jesus. They've never known him before, you know? Wow. Yeah. There's so much in that. And I feel like I wanted to share a couple of things the Lord gave me as to, to add on to what you just said. Um, the skeleton above Cindy Crawford was a demonic angel of light, you know, mm-hmm. from scripture, second mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. Corinthians 11, 14, Satan disguises yeah. himself as an angel of light. Mm-hmm. I saw this angel of light for what it really was Satan. And mm-hmm. to me, it represents Hollywood life. Celebrities right. open the door mm-hmm. to the demonic realm to help them in their fame, their career, their status. And now mm-hmm. Cindy was asking for prayer. Crawford was asking for prayer to close this door as it was tormenting her. And you represented helping women be liberated, set free, put the rightful king in their place, in, in his place in their lives, like mm-hmm. Joan of Arc did. She liberated mm-hmm. the people and put the rightful king in her place. Mm-hmm. And you were uh, giving me instruction to hand out blankets. To me, these blankets, like you said, represented 
prayer covering, spiritual covering, taking up the mantle of intercession that we need to. Because mm-hmm. I, I think that a lot of high celebrities, you know, and high profile people are going to come out and say, hey, you know, I sold my soul to the devil. I need help getting out of this. I think that's part of the exposure that's going to happen and continue mm-hmm. happening in Hollywood. Uh, mm-hmm. All, you know, all this glamour has a dark side, as we know. Yeah. And so I think that's going to continue as well. Mm-hmm. So. I don't have sorry. dogs. Yeah, sorry. Of course, the delivery comes right when we're. <laughs> That's okay. I'll let you add on to that for a minute. Yeah, you know, there's just uh, there's just this incredible um, uh, hunger, and I saw this. Um, I've seen it every year at the Burning Man Festival. Let me talk about that for a second because a lot of people have a misunderstanding of what that actually is. I started going there in 2003, and uh, we developed a camp that was like a rescue camp, basically. And it was, um, uh, everything is, uh, the whole city, it's, it's in the Black Rock Desert of Nevada. And um, it is, it comes up overnight and it's well-planned. I mean, it's it's a refuge p- camp, basically. The, actually the military, sorry, the military went out there and they took notes because it was put together so well and they had so much uh, order in the midst of people from all different backgrounds coming together and coexisting for 10 days. And it's a 10 day um, invitation of radical Mm self-expression. So people have said, Oh, it's demonic. You know, it's devil worship. It's sacrifices. It's this, it's none of that. Okay. Mm -hmm. There is some of that. That's always going to go on when you have that many people and they're having a free expression lifestyle. You're, they're going to have um, things that they lean to. Okay. So, Uh, like this year. Uh, I didn't go this year. I was, they don't have internet out there. So I actually, uh, of the, of the 20 years our camp has been out there, I've been out there 16 years. So I understand the culture. I understand Mm -hmm. the the city that grows up. I understand it's seven miles long. It's in a semicircle Mm -hmm. and it's made up of theme camps, Yeah, which means that you can have any kind of camp you want to have and you advertise it and you let people know that this kind of uh, camp offers this thing from these hours to these hours, you know, kind of mm-hmm. thing. So we're like a spirit camp where I call it the freedom lounge. And, um, and we have because, some pictures. Do you want to show those now and we can go through them? Yeah, we can show those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was muddy. It is, uh, you can't move around. Um, you have to uh, stop where you are because you, your your ability to navigate from one place to another is n- becomes stopped at that mm-hmm. moment because there's so much slush and mud, and so that was the Tower of Babel. And um, and if you look at it, you can uh, go back and look at it, um, and it's just wicked. It just has so much. Yeah evil stuff in it. And I don't want to get into the what's evil, but they -hmm. were going to, they burn all of their art. So they put a lot of um, effort into building something like this just to have it burned up. Right. And I was like, this is prophetic. It's like, they're getting ready to burn this stuff down because they know that, that the power that it has doesn't have God's power. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, uh, and I think they had to delay. They were supposed to de- burn this up on Friday night, but because of the rain, they had to burn it up, I think on Saturday or Sunday night. Wow. And, um, but, but people come there and they, they, again, they're on a spiritual journey. So let's go back to that. They're on a spiritual journey. They're looking for something that the mm-hmm. church hasn't given them. So they're going to gravitate toward whatever is going to be powerful, whatever they consider to be powerful. Here's the temple this year. 
And mm. I got this from some of the team that did go out there. Yeah. And um, these are all the spiritual seekers. You can see how many people start. This is just a normal day. This mm -hmm. is just in the day at nighttime. You can't even hardly get close to it because there's so many people that are that are mm -hmm. riding their bikes and getting around that mm -hmm. uh, temple. And they go in there and they write tributes to people that have passed on um, if they've had um, uh, abortions or if they've had something that they're they're just mm -hmm. grieving. They're just pouring out their heart. Right. And so um, they write on the wall of the temple um, tributes and, and uh, they just find a place to have like a they want to have a. Um, like a, a an altar uh, that would be the way to put it they want to have an altar a place where they can leave it and then they can be free of it and they can understand i've done what i could do in order to grieve or to to say goodbye or whatever it might be so inside the temple you'll see all kinds of note notes about you know i'm sorry that i you know I left you and that you didn't feel like you could go on and you ended up taking your life. I'm sorry that, you know, my, I miss my mom. I miss my grandparents. I miss whatever. And they're just, they're just going through. It's a very um, sacred type place for them. They can't find, they, they can't find that kind of thing in church. And so then they go in and here's the inside of the temple. And so you can see where they've written certain things on the walls and they write them all over. They write them on the ceiling, on the, wherever there's wood, they write them in marker so yeah. they can pour out their heart, right? And get free from this. And so inside there, there's your spiritual seekers. They're mm -hmm. the God hardened, godless and God confused. And so you, you, you notice that they have, um, they will do seances or they do, um, Reiki healing, which is a new age type of healing. They do uh, meditation. They do all kinds of things. And so what we do is we go in and bring God. We bring the presence of God so that he can take over. We've seen this happen. I'm, I've spoken of it before. It's in my books that I've written how God will take over. All he needs is two or three or more. And he's in your midst and you're agreeing as going in there. And we do vertical worship. My friend Caleb will bring the flags. He'll begin to do the worship and the whole atmosphere will shift. I remember we and people come out of their seances. They come out of their meditation states. They sit up. They're looking around. They feel it. They feel the angels coming in. They feel it. We know that it's God's presence coming in and he's so much bigger than us. And all we can do is what we can do, right? But then he comes in with an army, you know, of his power and he yeah. begins to set precedents for people to have an encounter with him, the one who made them, the creator, Jesus, you know, and he shows up. And I'm telling you, people are like baffled. They don't know yeah. what to do. And then we, we go in as uh, temple uh, heart healers. And so we'll just say, we just do heart healing and we put our hands on their heart mm. because we know that he flows from us. We carry him. We are containers of a divine nature. Um, and so we put our hands on their heart and they will fall out in the spirit. And this happened a few times to where some of the security guards were going to call the medics because they thought they, people were having strokes or something. <laughs> they didn't know what was going on. Yeah. And, and we had to tell them, in fact, my friend Caleb said, they're fine. They're fine. You know, yeah. they're just having an experience because it, it's all about them having an encounter. And I feel like 
that we, when we do these types of ministries, I don't care where it is. I don't care if it's Burning Man. I don't care if it's pagan festivals. I don't care if it's mm-hmm. gay pride. I don't care if it's uh, film festivals. I don't care if it's uh, the porn convention. Once they have an encounter, yes. once they have an encounter with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, once they have an encounter, we are the guys in Mark 2. We just mm-hmm. find the paralytic. He can't walk on his own. So we just carry him up. We find a way in. We find a way. The, the way they were going to go is blocked. So we find a way in. We carry him up the stairs. We take the roof apart, which has got to be a big distraction with mm-hmm. Jesus teaching in the middle of the house. And we lower them down in front of the one who can do something about their situation. Yeah. You know, that's just who we are. That's what we do. So we go in as heart healers and we're like, the power that flows from me is not my own power. This comes from the one who made you. This comes from the one who loves you, who wants you back. And they're going, are you calling him God? And I go, I call him God. And then they're like, well, I don't believe in God. And I said, well, we're feeling him right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is where this is coming. It's not me. I don't have that kind of power. Yeah. And so it's and they're looking a, for a God because of the Tower of Babel and all that. I mean, there you go. They, I mean, they want on. a God. It's like, why would they go to all that effort to make a, a tower like that? Why would they go in a to a temple in a temple? Mm-hmm. And, and they're looking and they're seeking and they're looking. So we have the spirit camp. So we have the Freedom Lounge. Right. Mm-hmm. And so uh, there's the angel. That was one of the art pieces out there this year. And again, yeah. it's all, it's amazing art. These people are so creative. They don't have anywhere to express it because in the churches today, especially in Western Christianity, we don't have a place for them to do that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So they came in and they have all of this on the inside of them that God gave them. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, this is an angel. And we're the first angels. Yes, Satan is an angel of light, but God created angels first. <laughs> let's not get, let's not forget that, you know, right. God created angels first. And so we pushed him out the door mm-hmm. um, of the church and sent them. They went to the desert to try and find a place to create. Mm-hmm. Here's um, after the storm that was there. Here's the rainbow. And I think there's another mm-hmm. picture of a double rainbow over the uh, actual Um, after the, all, you can see the mud and all the stuff that's stuck. And so you've got, you've got, there's the double rainbow. And so it's almost like God's going, I'm not done here. You see, it's one thing to, to, to read the words in the Bible that says we're, we're sin abounds. God, our grace does much more abound. It's another thing to actually know it. Mm -hmm. It's an actually, it's another thing to actually know that that's true. And where sin does abound grace does much more abound, much more. It much more abounds, more than sin abounds. So that's what we call taking over. It's a God takeover. (laughs) He hijacks the whole thing. And because he wants people to come Mm -hmm. to to know him and to understand he's real and he can deliver you and he can set you free and you can be completely, you can have a brand new starting place. We have a a menu board Mm -hmm. that says organic restart. Welcome to your new life. That's salvation, <laughs> yeah. you know, organic restart. We have spiritual cleansing and redefinement. That's when they're ready to be delivered from all of the demonic stuff that all the trauma, all of the stuff that's come in there. And then redefinement is they get filled with the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. when they receive him and they can't have one without the other. Mm-hmm. 
We have original root recovery. I mean, all of these things I've written about and and tried to give out these nuggets of truth that have been so effective at being able to communicate accurately without using church words. I was going to say, you have to be trained to do this because you have to kind of untrain yourself from all the Christianese lingo that we use. It it acts like a repellent to them, Mm -hmm. especially if they're church hurt. Yeah. If they're God hardened, people would say, oh, well, that's low hanging fruit. You know, mm-hmm. the new age is low hanging fruit. Some is, but when you get a hold of a God hardened, they're like a wall mm-hmm. city. They already yeah. have made up their mind that there's no God. It's, it's like Paul said, I'm the chief sinner. Yeah. <laughs> I persecuted you guys, you know, I was the worst one of them all. But he had an encounter. Mm-hmm. He had an encounter which changed his entire life. And that's what has to happen in order for mm-hmm. this to take place. So we, we, in our particular little freedom lounge camp, we give the Holy spirit freedom to do anything he wants to do and things he cannot do in church. Right. And so people come and then we have them packed in. There was 50 to 75 people all week long that were just getting encounters. They were getting blown away by the presence of God. They were feeling the, um, you know, the, the power of God for the first time. They've never experienced it. I think we have a little video Kool-Aid um, Kool-Aid, and yes, this was just a few years ago and he came in and he's now he was in the new age. Okay. Yeah. In other words, just like we learn the Bible and we're learning the Bible and we're learning Christianity and we're learning all things. He was learning the new age. He wasn't learning Jesus. He wasn't learning yeah. all of that. So he had an encounter mm-hmm. with the Holy spirit in our tent freedom lounge. And here was his story out of his own mouth. Oh, tell me about your encounter. What's your name? Uh, my name's Kool-Aid or Kool-Aid. Chris, depending huh? on your mood and uh, how you relate to me. Basically, that was the most incredible, pure, and deeply cleansing experience of my entire life. I'm a Reiki master. I've gone to school for these type of things, and nothing I've ever experienced in my life compares to what I just had. It was peace. It was easy. It was pure, clean, and left me feeling like whatever happened there is still going to take place over the next couple days and I just kind of have to readjust to whatever the hell I am right now. Wow. And it was exactly what I came to Burning Man this year for. That's the moment I've been looking for since I got on the flight. So thank you, whoever's watching this, all of you, this has been a beautiful experience. Thank you so much. Thank you. Of course. (laughs) Wow. So he had something to contrast it to, Mm -hmm. you know, he'd been going in this direction with the counterfeit Mm -hmm. and then he got encountered by Jesus Yeah, and it wrecked him. And he said, I, I I don't even, I don't even know whatever the hell I am. And I love that because Mm -hmm. he, he's not religious, man. We got to lose the religion. We got to lose the religion. When I was watching that, I was, Go ahead. Go ahead and finish. We're, we're, got, we're not going to get them. We're not even going to have an opportunity to share with them if we don't lose the religion. Yes, absolutely. Know? When I was watching his video, I was thinking of this little, um, the Lord uh, gave me this word and it, it kind of went like a song. It was like father of lights versus father of lies from one Ooh. comes promises from the others compromise. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, and that's that's what they've been drawn to mm-hmm. because they don't, you know, right now. I remember um, I've shared this before where Tim, my husband, um, he's a, a pastor and a prayer warrior. He's always praying. Yeah. And he was walking uh, up the streets of the 
uh, the city and he was just praying you know, out loud. He was just finding the only place he could pray. We had a house full of people and he said, I've got to get out. I just got to go pray. And he was praying and he said to God, he said, they don't like the church. And God spoke back mm-hmm. to him and said, they've never seen the church. Yeah. And then he said, they don't like Christianity. Mm-hmm. And God spoke to him and said, they don't like powerless Christianity. Christianity. Yeah. And yeah, so what we've power. done is we have left the gate. Oh, unfortunately, we, we've left the gate. We've gone into mm-hmm. whatever the next big thing is. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. We've mm-hmm. gone into uh, big productions. We've gone into fog machines. We've gone into potlucks. We've gone into performances. Mm-hmm. We've gone into all kinds of things. And we have left the gate. And the, yes. the place we were to occupy was the gate to occupy the for the kingdom of God to expand and for people to know him and know he is the one true God. Jesus is the Lord, period. Mm-hmm. He's the only way to God. And But we left the gate in order to do all these other things or go all these other places and do these things. And while they've been somewhat productive or they've, you know, they've been fun for us, you know, which you've got to have fun. I mean, but on the other hand, we've got now uh, the gates are open. It reminds me of the open borders of our country right now. People are just flooding in because there's nobody occupying the gate saying there's a Mm. right way to come in. Yeah. And, and you can't just come in now they're, they're, uh, Pilgering, you know, they're just tearing things apart. They're just people just don't know what to do with them. And mm-hmm. now you've got lawlessness that's abounding. And so people are just looting stores and they're getting, you know, you see it all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people this, and I think we talked about this before. You know, it's one thing for me to sit here and tell you because we're out there. Yeah. We're literally out there. We're out there at Burning Man. We're out there at the Porn Convention. We're out there at the Pagan Festivals. We're out there at these different big events. And I'm telling you, and in different cities where the homeless are, we've been, I just got back from Portland and, and Seattle and these, the, the, they're closing big, big companies are having to close their stores because there is so much looting and so much lawlessness going on. Yeah. And so now in Portland have, too, uh huh, in Portland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so we are, we are now having to go back and take our place at the gate. And if we don't do this, we're, we're jeopardizing the generations underneath us. We're yeah. jeopardizing, we're keeping them from knowing the truth. We're, we are, we cannot allow it to go on anymore. And so God has given us, like you called me a mama bear. Well, yes. I am, you I am. And I'm for the kids because the kids, yeah. even at the porn convention, they were pushing pedophilia this mm. last year. And, you know, I always tell people don't have a knee jerk reaction. You just have to keep your, you know, you have got to know that God's with you more of those that are with you than those that are against you. And, you know, God's got this, he's got already gone before you to prepare the way. So don't, don't freak out. And I did, I did. When I saw that, I, mm-hmm. I was visibly shaken. I had to leave the convention for a few minutes and I had to yeah. get out of there and I had to, I had to get with God and go, what, what do you need me? Well, you know, I need to get centered and, yeah. you know, God's like, I've, I've, he says, I've always got a plan. Yeah. I've always got a plan. 
And we're and called said, to the hardest places, the most dark, challenging places. Uh -huh. I mean, I told you that I'm from Thailand and I, you know, I've been to Pattaya, the sex capital industry of the world. And there are naked women and children all over the streets getting sold. And it, it's hard to see that stuff, but we have to, we have to put that in front of us to know what we're supposed to do in our current day and take on those toughest challenges. Well, and the, the weird thing for me, it, it, you know, in seeing things like that, and I didn't have not been to Thailand and I just champion yeah. you for being able to go through that and, and to, to know what goes on there. When I went into the porn convention, yeah. I was freaking out because I don't, I've never been into it. I'd mm -hmm. never, I'd never, I didn't think I'd ever, if you'd have told me 20 years ago, I was going to be doing this. I'd have laughed at you, yeah. you know? but God had a reason for me to go. And the first thing he said to me when I was losing it, going walking down the big convention center and I saw these young, beautiful girls and I saw what they were doing and I saw videos and, mm. and I freaked out and, and God said, I've seen it. That's what he said. He said, I've seen it. And he goes, you're seated with me mm -hmm. in heavenly places. So you just look through my eyes and I'll show you what to do. And I'll give you, the words to speak in the moment. And mm -hmm. when we've interpreted dreams, dreams work really well in the porn convention because mm -hmm. they want to have their dreams interpreted. They're dreaming. They're not just dreaming sex dreams. They're dreaming dreams that they've had when they were little. Yeah. You know, when they were little kids and God was telling them, shaping them, giving them their identity and what they were mm -hmm. supposed to do. And mm -hmm. um, they all have fake names, you know, they all have phony mm -hmm. names. And, um, and I said, um, uh, I would be interpreting their dream and I would call them by their name, their real name really in the is. interpretation of the dream. And I would say their name and they said, did I tell you my name? <laughs> and I go, no, but the one who made you knows your name. Yes. Oh, wow. And so, and they were like, and I said, I'm a mom, you yes, know, you I'm a mom and I'm just here for you. They said, mm -hmm. why are you here? And I said, one girl said, Oh, you've seen my videos. I said, I'm not into porn. And she goes, well, why are you here? And I said, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. Mm -hmm. And so I've got these young, I've got moms with me mm -hmm. who come with me and they're like, we're going to take the ground. I yeah. don't know what that's going to look like. I don't know how far we can go, but I do know mm -hmm. that we rented a booth this year <laughs> and it was not cheap. <laughs> and we rented a booth and we're going to have our own space where we can invite people to our booth in order to get a healing, have our mm -hmm. hands put on their neck and their back where we can do healing because their bodies are traumatized and they're hurting from all the stuff they have to do. Yeah. And they tell me this with their own mm -hmm. mouth. They are, they are hurting. They are beat up and, and they age out at 30 and mm -hmm. uh, tw you know, 28, 30 years old, they age out yeah. and then they don't know what to do with themselves. And so oftentimes they'll just end their life. So we're there like with a net to catch them and go, okay, this isn't the end. In other words, this is what you've settled for, but this is not what you're made for. And so now God gives us a word of knowledge through sometimes a dream that they had when they were three or four or five years old and they yeah. remember the dream. And now we go, okay, so this is what I see about you. This is the future that I see that you have. You've done this. Mm -hmm. And you've, you've already accomplished this. This is already done. <laughs> you know, you can't go back and undo it. It's done. But now here's your whole future 
ahead for you. And we mm -hmm. call ourselves future forecasters, you know, future we, forecasters. We, we do because they don't understand prophecy. They don't understand that word. Or if they do, they've been church hurt and that just is a trigger for them. So we call mm -hmm. ourselves the same thing, just different language, you know, and we'll go, here's what I see about you your future forecast. We have a big wheel that we use and it has words of affirmation and we mm -hmm. have wristbands that correspond with the colors and they'll spin the wheel and that's fun for them. And they feel like a little kid at a carnival and they spin mm -hmm. the wheel and it lands on something. And we put the wristband on them and go, mm -hmm. this is your word. This is your promise. Wow. It's written on and them. now they're like, and we did this um, about maybe five or six years ago. And there were probably 30,000 people in that arena. And at the end of the four days, we're in there four days, mm -hmm. four full days. We're in there four days. Awesome. You talk about having to go and get yourself like, you know, okay, just, just get me Ain't centered here, you know? Yes. Yes. And at the end of the four days, we looked around and probably uh, three quarters of the people still had on their wristbands. Mm. And okay. I thought this is, this is so good. Like they were bringing their friends and going, mm -hmm. you've got to do this. This is so fun. You've got to spin the wheel. And we had so many people clogging the aisles that they couldn't get to our booth. So we sent people out with wristbands mm -hmm. and said, go out and just find someone and have them pick a color. Mm -hmm. And when they picked a color, they couldn't read the words, pick a color. And then they take it off of them and put it on the person. Yeah. And, go, and I think of those bands. I was going to say those bands, it just reminds me of like, you know, a prayer cloth, you know, mm -hmm. you put that on them, you gave them a, a new name, you know, mm -hmm. and yeah. there, there was an anointing on that. Yeah. That is so creative. I love stuff I like that. Well, it's a new identity for them too, yeah. you know, so they identify with the words of affirmation and, and promises, you know, that we got, we had a red one that says, uh, you have value, purpose, and you are loved. Mm-hmm. And, and we got more like we bought extra of those because that was so such a rich statement. Mm -hmm. You have value and purpose and you are loved. And you know, because and they don't know that about themselves. Mm -hmm. But and these women are so used and abused. They're thrown away. They they you know, it's like the devil comes in and says, you're useless. You're worthless. You might as well just give yourself away because there's nothing good for you. And I really think that the more trauma that these women, you know, and children and those sold and trafficked go through, you know, the more they go through, there is a high anointing and calling on their life. And that's why the enemy loves oh. beating them up so mm -hmm. bad. And I'm Absolutely. sure you can attest to that. Yeah, they, they, the enemy's always going to hit the hardest mm -hmm. when he knows that they're called for bigger things. Yes. That's why absolutely. he tries so hard to destroy them early. Mm -hmm. And most of them will tell you, you know, that they started, um, most of them have been sexually abused from the time they were little. Yeah. So and they tell us that again, this isn't secondhand information. We've been in there 14 years. So we've, mm -hmm. we've heard their stories and we've, we've known, and God told me that he said, look at, don't, you can't assume. Mm -hmm. what they've been exactly. through. He said, you don't know their story. He said, I know their story. And so I've had to learn how to listen to how mm -hmm. God wants to communicate with them in just a moment, you know, of opportunity. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but the thing is too, that we have been in the industry or in, in that walking around in that uh, arena 
where we've had opportunities to speak with people. And one of the years um, they had a suicide pact of girls um, mm. in one of the, the uh, um, companies and they did a suicide pact and there was five of them that killed themselves at Christmas time. Oh, wow. And so in January is when we went back in and we had had an opportunity to speak life into them, you yeah. know, tell them about God before. And the next January, even porn stars were wearing the shirts of mm-hmm. in their p- images of the girls who did this. And they were just shocked, you know, mm-hmm. and we so it even opened up broader for us to be able to say, let me tell you about a future that you can have. Let me show mm-hmm. you something I see. I'm just a mom. I'm just here to give you, I, I'm another pair of eyes. Let me, yeah. let me tell you what I see about you. That's so valuable and so good mm-hmm. so that it, I want to cancel the assignment of hell off of them and whatever yes. attack that they would try and say, I don't have a purpose after this. I'm aging out. I don't know where I'm going to go. I don't know what I'm going to do. And we would say, well, this is what you get to do now. Now we want, and then we always grab their hands so they can feel the power of the Holy Spirit because they feel us. They feel him coming through us. And we go in as dream interpreters, which we are, we interpret dreams. And so it gives us that in where we wouldn't normally have it. If we just mm-hmm. came in just blatant, you know, just talking about God and Jesus, they would, in fact, some of the, uh, there were a few companies that went and they bought booths in there just for that purpose. And they weren't asked to come back. They were, they had the money, they wanted to come back in, but they, they felt it was too threatening to the girls. But mm-hmm. as dream interpreters were able to do things like that and give them words and, and remember, and then we have an Instagram that we have set up for people to get a hold of us um, so that we can keep in contact with them. And, mm-hmm. you know, so everything is, you know, undercover, so to speak, so that they okay. can keep in contact with us and we can, mm-hmm. we can help them. It's like, it's like your dream, you know, where Cindy yeah. Crawford came in and said, will you pray for me? I need help. Yeah. You know, well, we, we have that ongoing mm-hmm. past the event so that we can give them answers. We can, we can develop um, a safe uh, place for them and a sound place for them to get in, uh, communication about God, about their future, about their spirit life. Mm-hmm. You know, we we're one third spirit. So we can talk on that level. We can say, you know, here's just, here's some spiritual things. And let me, let me just say some words over you. We can yeah. even do that. Let me say some words over you that will break off these things. And I do it. And I believe what I say, because, you know, and Job, it tells me that you can declare a thing and it'll come to pass. And God said, you know, I mm-hmm. want you to speak life words over them because the power of life and death is in your tongue. So if you speak Absolutely. life words over them, it cancels out the death words over them. And I think my, my words have more power than Satan's words. Absolutely. <laughs> or agent's words or somebody else's horrible words over them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I think of these girls that you're ministering to and those caught in the sex traffic industry, the Lord gave me a verse and, and he told me they're his pearls of great price. Yes. And, you know, uh, Matthew 13, 45, 46 says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls. That's right. Who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and so, sold all that he had and bought it. Right. So when they come into the kingdom of light, God is 
buying them back. He's purchasing them back unto yeah. himself. You know, the enemy tried to, you know, to sell them and buy them, but mm -hmm. you know, they really are pearls of great price and God is buying them back into the kingdom. Well, the other yeah. thing is I want to address the church because, yeah. you know, we are the church. Mm -hmm. Church isn't a big building. You know, it's not an organization. It's not Baptist or Catholic or, you know, Episcopalian right. or mm -hmm. Pentecostal. It's, we are the church. And, you know, in Mark 8, um, Jesus talked to them. They were worried about bread. You can go and read it yourself. And, and yeah. Jesus said to them, you know, why are you worried about bread? I mean, and he said, you know, you need to beware of the leaven mm. of the Pharisees. Oh, yeah. And of Herod. Mm -hmm. And so the Pharisees are the religious. You need it's a leaven. It's a leavening spirit that will come in and tell you, you can't do this. Yeah. You can't go out there. You mm -hmm. can't do. I've had people line up to tell me you can't do these things. And I'm like, but God mm -hmm. said I can do these things. Right. And I'm supposed to do these things. And because we haven't done these things, we've allowed the floodgates to be opened for all of yeah. this other stuff to come in now where girls are having their breasts removed yeah. for gender modification and mm. mothers are letting them. Yeah. And, and then we've got, so we've got uneducated parents, uneducated kids. We've got school systems that are trying to tell people what they can and can't do with children. They didn't birth. They didn't carry. Right. They awful. didn't, I've... they, they didn't do, they're not going to. And so you talk about mama bear, yeah. Yes. We and, need more mama bears like, in the school system. In the school system and yes. in all of these places, you know, where, where they're there. Uh, I, I think I showed you just recently an image that I don't know if you've got it, but where in Minnesota, they were doing a family friendly event where they were inviting people to come and have a Minnesota art museum host family friendly demon summoning mercy. They said, come and bring your children so they can summon their own demon. Mm. It's not even hiding anymore. Finger us all. It's not even hiding anymore. This is in a yeah. museum. This wow. is in a freaking museum. I'm like, okay, here we go, church. You are the church. I don't yes. care what denomination. Let's just cut to the, let's cut the crap. Okay. I don't yeah. care what denomination you are. What we know is we all love Jesus and we all mm -hmm. want to see his kingdom come and his will be done on this earth, just like it is in heaven. And yes. we need to be able to say, you know what? I'm going to be bold. I'm going to be wise. I'm going to get instruction. I'm going to go for it. I'm mm -hmm. going to, I'm going to learn how to navigate the culture that we currently live in. And I'm going to rescue as many people as mm -hmm. I can yes. while I'm here. And while I have breath, yeah. I'm going to do it. And, you know, I was thinking of Cindy Crawford. I also wanted to add, I really believe that she's being highlighted and, and she's going to expose Hollywood for who they really are. And she's going to be a light of influence to them. And I also want to say with you talking about this, I really, really believe that we need and God is raising up modern day Joan of Arcs with a mission to free their country, liberate the people and put the rightful king back in place. Yeah. And, you know, you're a modern day Joan of Arc training up people that need to be Joan of Arcs. And it doesn't mean you have to travel around the world. If you're not called to it, you can be a Joan of Arc right where you're at, at, at your school system, in your household, in your neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Take it back. We right. need Joan of Arcs in the school system to mm -hmm. fight against the enemy.
Well, and, and I do training on this yeah. so that people can have the language that I didn't have. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what I was doing when I started doing all this. I didn't have all the years of, of going through the process. Like what I talked about with Joseph being in prison, he went through a process before he went to the palace. Mm -hmm. And you have to go through a process of learning. Okay, let's get this down. Okay, let's understand this. Let's understand the anointing. Let's understand the assignment, the direction, the, the commissioning that God has given us to go into all the world and preach yes. the gospel to every creature and make disciples of all nations. He's already told us to do it. He's not right. going to untell us to do it. And what, mm -hmm. what part of all of the world do we stay out of? Mm -hmm. That's my question. You know, yeah. well, let's just go, but let's go with wisdom. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Now back to the show. And let's mm -hmm. go with it. You know, I, I always talk about John three seventeen that God sent Jesus into the world, uh, not to condemn the world, but that the world through him would have life. And yeah. I thought if God didn't send Jesus into the world to condemn the world, I doubt he's going to send us. He's not going to send us into the world to condemn the world. Exactly. Where grace, where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. God is bigger than the devil's stupid plans and all of the things he's got stored up and lined up and all of the, the little tricks and rabbits he's pulling out of his hat in order to, mm -hmm. to get people in a, in a stir and to dilute or to make the church impotent where we're not even a, is that the right word where we're not able yeah. to reproduce? <laughs> is that the right word? Anyway, yes, it is. you know what I'm talking about? And mm -hmm. so I'm like, we, we just need to go. We just mm -hmm. need to do it. If I can do it, you can do it. You know, but yeah. we need to go in the right spirit. Exactly. We need to go being led by him, being having his words in our mouth, having his mind, have uh, have this mind in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. You mm -hmm. know, we're starting to do a new thing now when we take people on outreach and we go, would you like to have an encounter with a spirit of clarity? Yeah. That's a sound mind. Mm -hmm. And when they say yes to that, well, then they're giving permission for God to come in and remove all of the junk that's been fed to them in their mind, because this is a battleground. Mm -hmm. And so we are literally doing this. Uh, we're we are stepping up our training efforts and we're taking people out. I can't right. be with you all the time. God's going to use you differently than he uses me. Mm -hmm. But what I'm not willing to do is watch the church be any longer afraid of yeah. going into places and being a light in darkness and letting God shine through you and letting mm -hmm. him draw people that he had died. Jesus died for to come back to him. I'm not willing to allow that to go on on my watch and I'm not willing to do it for the generations yeah. underneath me, especially for the yeah. little kids. Absolutely. You know, and so like, can you, can you sum up um, how do we take back our high places of influence being you know, in our everyday lives, being in our houses, being where the Lord has us, how can people get more involved in taking back the high places right where they're at? Some may not have a grandiose calling to go to the nations no. or whatever, mm -hmm. but we, we can take back the high places where we're at. Well, this is one thing that I think is very helpful. And I think mm -hmm. it'll give everyone an understanding. Everyone can do it. Yeah. That is when you go to your grocery store or you go to your school or you go to wherever you go, be pay attention to what is being said. In other words, mm -hmm. learn to listen to hear 
yeah. instead of listen to respond. Because people out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So people are going to tell you what's going on in their life, even if they don't tell you what's going on in their life. Mm -hmm. But what we've done is we've listened to respond instead of listen to hear. And so once you have an understanding of what they're dealing with, then God will give you direction on how he wants to use you. Mm -hmm. It's like a dream. He's not going to give you a dream of a prophetic dream of direction. Like it talks about in Job, mm -hmm. he's not going to give you a prophetic dream of direction and then not give you the instructions on how to carry mm -hmm. it out. Mm-hmm. He's going to show you what to do. A lot of these are going to be little home meetings or things like that, where you can come together just as a community and you can just break bread together and, and have fellowship. How many people do we have uh, come to our home who don't even know him, you know, and, and, and Jesus ate with people all the time. He yes. loves food, you know? And so that's one thing. It's a very simple thing to do, but listen to hear instead of listen yeah. to respond. When you do that, you become a safe place. When you're mm -hmm. a safe place, now people feel they can open up their heart and they can talk to you and mm -hmm. that you have a listening ear. Some people just need to be heard. Yeah. They don't need to be, you don't need to helicopter them. You don't need to bring them into the, that's the biggest, that is the biggest, um, I think, deception that we've, we've embraced is that we think we have to get everyone saved into the kingdom on the first, on the right. first date, right? On the first time we ever meet them. And God's, a, he is a farmer. He is in process. You might be watering a seed that's already been planted. If you, if you jump the gun too soon or whatever, it'll push them farther away. And so mm -hmm. we have to learn and see where they are in their process. There are those that are saved and those that are being saved. And yes. so just because you don't get them into the kingdom doesn't mean that someone else isn't going to get them into mm -hmm. the kingdom. Because you planted a seed. Mm-hmm. And I so, wanted to show, go ahead, finish. Oh, go ahead and finish no, here. I just was going to say a little example of that is I worked yeah. for a dentist one time, a very young dentist. He was out of school. Mm -hmm. I was young myself and I was um, talking to him about Jesus all the time because that's what I do. And he was very hungry and wanted to hear about it, but he was very sad and he was very lonely. And he said, he told, he told us, he said, I need different friends. I, I just, yeah. you know, he was a single guy, just needed different friends. And so um, I was working part-time for this guy and I had to get a full-time job because I needed to work more and he couldn't provide that because he was just out of school. Well, about three months after I left that uh, place, um, he ended up taking his life. Oh, and wow. I was, I was like devastated. I couldn't believe it. I was like, no way. Did you do that? Why? And I would, I went through like three days of beating myself up going, I, what could I have done? How could I? I, you know, I told him about mm -hmm. you. I, he knows he, I prayed with him, you know, everything. Like, how could this happen? And I went through like three days, just, just beating myself up going, I, what, what could I have done to get him into the kingdom? And you know what the Lord said to me? I mean, he mm -hmm. stopped my, 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 <laughs> my struggle. And he said, Cindy, you're not the only one I had mm -hmm. in his life. Wow. And it set me free. Mm -hmm. And I went and I think about that when I meet people and they're not they're not getting saved. They're not jumping in the boat. They're not, you know, getting born again right then. And, and I always think about that. Cindy, you're not the only one I had mm -hmm. in his life, you know, and so it, it, it'll set you free 
when you realize mm-hmm. that this isn't about a seal and deal, it's not getting a notch in your belt. It's about, yeah. it's about learning to walk in step with the Holy Spirit and walk in step with Jesus and only do and hear what you say and hear the Father say. Wow. That's so That'll good. That'll help you. I, thought, I hope yes. that helps you. Yes, it does. It really does. And so there was one video that really moved me. I know we have to wrap up here, but there was one video that really moved me about the PK that I wanted us to play and have you talk into that. Okay. You're a PK. Yes, I am. Oh my God. I'm going to tell you something. I want you to hear me. Okay. The unconditional love mm-hmm. doesn't fail. I know. Okay. Oh my gosh, you cry. You're going to find mm-hmm. that that God's not left you, okay? He's never left you. He's never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you. He loves you just like you are. Yeah. He loves us, listen, in all of our transition and all of the things we go through Uh and all the difficulties and even the choices that we make, right? Okay? And he's still speaking to you. Yeah. Okay? He's still speaking to you. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Okay? Wow. Yeah. Have a little story about her. Yeah. God had told us, you know, um, I think that was about my third year going in there. And I was, I was still arguing with him about. This is at the porn convention. Mm-hmm. So this was a this pastor's was years ago. kid. A pastor's kid, a PK. A, a PK, PK is, a, is a preacher's kid. Preacher's kid, yes. You know, I've got two of them. <laughs> that work in the porn, in, that she went to work in the porn industry. Yeah, she she volunteered the information. And God mm. had told us that uh, time he said, look, you just go in and I'm going to bring you the encounters. Mm. He said, if you'll just be faithful to go in, I will bring you the encounters. And he said, there's people that are praying for people in this industry and they don't have anybody to talk to. Yeah. And so she was, I, I had interpreted a dream for another girl and the bouncer that was with that girl was a backslidden Christian mm-hmm. and he was influential in the industry. And he said, come with me. He knew what we were doing. And he said, come with me. And he started putting his hand down on people's like tables when they were signing autographs of their pictures. And he said, stop signing pictures and give these people an interview. And so when I got to this girl Um, she volunteered it. I said, we interpret Mm -hmm. dreams. We're here to interpret a dream. And she goes, well, I'm from a pastor's family. And I thought she said a Baptist family. Mm. I said, you're from a Baptist family. And she said, no, I'm a pastor from a pastor's family. And I said, oh, you're a PK. And it hit her because she knew what that is. And I know what that is. Mm -hmm. And people that are in church and, and that are preacher's kids know what that is. Right. That is. Yeah. And I thought, Thing she doesn't need right now is she doesn't need shame. No. She doesn't need condemnation. She doesn't need to feel like I've blown it. And she doesn't need me to rebuke her. What she needed was a mama to say, you know what? God loves you no matter what you've done, no matter what position you've gotten yourself into, no matter what choices you've made. And he's still going to use you. He's still got to call on you. And he's going to fulfill that. And she... Broke, she fell apart. And I have to be careful in things like that because they're working. Mm -hmm. So if they start falling apart, I get in trouble. Uh. And so one of the girls with that particular uh, industry are turned around and said, what did you do to her? You know, because she started crying and she ran off to the bathroom. I said, oh, we interpret dreams. And sometimes it just really hits them, you know, and I had to just really play it down. And then she came back and she goes, I can't do this anymore. And I said, no, I know. I know you can. I said, this is, 
this is a divine appointment. <laughs> you know, this was, this was set up from God while you're you. telling me this. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, these are the kinds of things that we've had. We've had many more and, yeah. but this was from years ago. I'm sure she's out now, but she didn't need any shame. She didn't no. need anybody to tell her, you know, well, I can't believe you did that. How horrible mm-hmm. of you to, you know, come on. At some point in our life, we have to say, you know what? There by the grace of God goes me. Mm-hmm. If, if he hadn't rescued me, there's no telling where I would have been. Right. And, and all I'm, the, the nature of prophecy in itself is edification, mm-hmm. exhortation, and comfort. And it's by the kindness of God that's going to lead people to change. It's not by our wise words and our rebukes and our, you know, yeah. horrible mm-hmm. prophecies that we prophesy over people. It's going to be the kindness of God. It's going to be a safe place. She came back. She hugged me probably 10 times. And yeah. she said, are you going to be here? I said, I'm going to be here all week. I'm going to come back here. I'm going to just love on you mm-hmm. and let you know that you're valued and that you are headed in a good direction direction moving forward and that you're going to, you know, God's going to really get a hold of your heart. And I've seen so many people get back into the calling that he had for them because they were, they were hurt either in church, you know, God didn't hurt you. People hurting people hurt people. And so, you know, sometimes and just the devil will just twist words and say things Mm -hmm. to people. And you didn't, you didn't say that or someone in the church didn't say that, but they heard it. Yeah, because it's a Leviathan type spirit. So you went after the pearl. Mm -hmm. She's a pearl, a great price. But that's what keeps me going is when he said, you know what? There's people in here. I need you to go. I need you to be Mm -hmm. a lot. I want you to be available. We never know what's going to happen until we get there. Yeah. And so I just take people that have a heart and they want it and they're not afraid and they won't have a they won't have a, you know, that we, we pray over each other. So that mm-hmm. we're not, you know, taking it home or slimed. I just, I don't even pay attention to that anymore. I'm covered mm-hmm. with the oil of righteousness <laughs> that, you know, I'm covered with the oil of joy for salvation. I'm covered yeah. through, you know, I hide in that veil. And, and that's I'm why you're, even, you're handing out blankets. Handing out blankets. Right. Yeah. So, so anyway, good. but some of this is in the books you can read. Um, mm-hmm. I know yes, tell have, us about your resources yeah. where people can get a hold of you and um, CindyMcGill.org. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is my um, uh, website, CindyMcGill.org. Make sure it's .org. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure it's .org. .org. It's going to yes. say that. Uh, words that work. It's a language yeah, of life for a world mm-hmm. living in darkness. It's really gotten a lot of uh, good information in there that will help you to communicate with people that are living in a contrary lifestyle, same sex and whatever. I've got many stories in there about people that God's taught us how to reach them in love and not in condemnation and be able to see his heart for a broken world and a dirty world, you know? And then I've got methods to end the madness. Words that work is the why and methods Mm -hmm. to end the madness is the how. So Mm -hmm. I teach you how to form your teams, how to get your intercessors in place, what you're going to experience, how to keep yourself from having, um, you know, bad experiences or or nightmares or any kind of things that would try and follow you home. I I go through all of that with methods and then the madness. It's a field guide. And then I also have um, your dream book dreams. Yeah. What your Mm -hmm. dreams are telling you unlocking solutions while you sleep. And so you can get all three of these books on my website. 
-hmm. And um, they'll help you to learn to interpret dreams, what the top 10 dreams are. We started out with dreams at the uh, Sundance Film Festival years ago, interpreting dreams, and God began to show us that it's not as hard as we think it is, you know? And it's a wide open door because the world is dreaming. So um, it gives us an entrance right away as a dream interpreter. So, and um, so I have an event. Go ahead. uh, No, I just uh, have an event coming up. It's Mm -hmm. a a training, a learn and launch in Arlington, Texas. Mm -hmm. It's October 7th. I also have a destination training outreach and adventure. So we're actually going on an outreach in Vegas. People have said, is this the adult convention? No, this is, uh, we're going to go to all kinds of places that could possibly be uh, it like the adult convention that we're going to go to uh, places and let you begin to get your feet wet in being able to be effective and reach um, a culture that you're not a, a culture of people that you've got nothing in common with. How's mm-hmm. that? You're going to yes. be light to them. And so that's coming up and we're um, mm-hmm. so, you know, it's just, I just want to thank everyone. I know there's uh, when Steve and I did an interview, he asked people to donate and I was like, Oh my gosh, I didn't see that coming. And I just want to say thank you for that because there Mm -hmm. was so many people that helped us get our booth and get ourselves going at Burning Man and at uh, the adult convention. Those are the two major outreaches that I do. And then these other ones, the destination training and um, Mm -hmm. adventure is going to expand uh, we're hoping to do training in different cities and different places so awesome. people can come. I just, so I just want, want to encourage you all to give to Cindy McGill to help with, uh, you know, all she is doing. And she's going after these pearls of great price. These women that are so valuable to the Lord. If you're just like, what can I do where I'm at? Well, you could give to Cindy and help <laughs> her rescue these children. And she trains up people. If you want to be a part of this and learn how to go with her. She does training, everything's yes. at her website, you know, just so into this is such an important ministry. Yeah, to we'll even come women. to you. Mm-hmm. And so we're just like, you know, just get a group of people together and we'll come to you and do training and we'll just get you equipped as much as best we can. And then we'll, people have to go through the training in order to do the, I call it right. the deep, deep, to go yes. into the Burning Man Festival and the porn convention. I won't take you unless you're trained. And you've been yeah. with me and I can trust you. And I know what you're, you know, it's just, you just have to be wise. So, but thank so as you. We, yes, thank you. And so as we close, can you just pray for the people? And, yeah. and, you know, I just feel like there's, there's this such an increase and an anointing here for us to be those Joan of Arcs, to be those, to be a mama bear like you, that God is raising us up for such a time as this to go after the hurt, the loss, his pearls of great price. Can you also pray into that? Yeah. I really need you. Mm -hmm. So Lord, I just Mm -hmm. want to thank you, Jesus. I want to thank you, Lord, that you are, you are strategizing and giving us clarity on what we need to do in this hour, Lord, how you're molding us and you're shaping us and you're forming us and you're delivering us from evil and from fear. Mm -hmm. God, I want to thank you, Jesus, that you are giving us the ability to hear you, to know you, to see you, to obey your voice, to be bold and to be able to move forward in confidence, knowing that you go with us and you bring up the rear guard. God, I want to thank you that you gave us a promise that you said, I'm going to contend with those. I think it's in Isaiah 45. I'm going to say 45. We can look it up. We can Mm -hmm. look it up. Um, I will contend with those who contend with you and I will save your Mm -hmm. children. And so, Father, we just thank you right now. I just want to pray that a burning 
heart would be in every person listening. God, that you would you would give them a burning heart that is from you, light the fire on the inside yes. of us, God, that we will not give up. We will not back down. We will not stop. We will not be put off. We will not uh, we will not let barriers or people's opinions stop us from doing mm-hmm. what you've called us to do. God, I want to thank you that you're giving us yes. ideas and creative ideas, exceeding abundant above what we could dare ask or think that hasn't entered into our mind yet, what you have in store for us to go and to, to be able to move forward in boldness in this era and rescue the kids mm-hmm. and, 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 and yes. turn the entire this generation around that, that a whole generation will be born again in a day that their whole life is going to be turned around and they're going to see you and they're going to follow after you. And they're, it's going to change the trajectory and the climate of this culture and people are going to see you and they're going to want wholeness and health Mm -hmm. and they're going after it. And so I thank you God for doing that. I thank you Lord right now. That, you, that you're teaching us your ways. We're in Psalms 119. Teach me your ways and I will walk in your truth. Give me the ability to know what you know and do what you do and forget everything else and move on forward to be an answer and to be a light in, a dark, in dark places. Mm-hmm. Thank you for Elijah streams and Elijah fire and for everyone that mm-hmm. has just put themselves out there, God, to bring words of life and truth to people that need them. And I just thank you, God, that we are we love you, Jesus, and we're going to go for it. We're going to go for it. Yes. We're just going to keep going for it. And, and Lord, we just thank you for the strength to do it, mm-hmm. right? The strength yeah. to do it in Jesus' name. Amen. And, and dreams, and increase the dreams. Yeah. yeah. Amen. <laughs> yes. We were hitting on the same one, on the dreams. <laughs> And dreams. And I just see as you were praying that you were lighting a torch and people were picking it up. They were being torch bearers and light bearers. And it was like the torch was full of God's fire. So we just thank you for that, Lord, for raising up mighty warriors that will be torch bearers for you and what you've called them to do. No more backing down. No No more, you know, putting your head in the sand from all the hard issues that this world faces. We need you on the front lines. And we uh, thank the Lord for people like Cindy McGill, who's been plowing the ground for years. And um, it's time to move forward. I just feel like this catapult, this push, this suddenly that's happening right now that we've got to go. We've got to be on the front lines for our kids, for, you know, the kingdom, for these women and children that need so desperately to be rescued. And you're the one you're going to go after the one. So we just thank you, Lord, for the pearls of great price that we're to go after. And I just want to encourage everyone, go find a pearl of great price. Find one, even today, even this week, find Mm -hmm. a pearl of great price that you can go after and pray for and minister to. Yeah. They need you. It's almost like, I think it Mm -hmm. was, um, I think it was George Verwer. He had Operation Mobilization. And there was a little Mm -hmm. woman that lived across the street from the school that he went to. And she called a Holy Ghost target on his back. That's what she prayed. She prayed for him, and he ended up becoming a huge. Uh, he, he created an organization called Operation Mobilization. He just died recently. I was really sad because wow. I got to hear him when he was alive, and because she had a Holy Ghost target mm-hmm. on his back, 
And I love that because she's just a little grandmother who watched kids come out of the school every day. Oh, that's she, awesome. She, love yeah. it. See, so you're all you need, needed. Yeah. Everyone is needed. So mm -hmm. thank you so much, Cindy. Yeah, this was amazing and awesome. You're full of stories and testimonies. <laughs> I know that was stirring the anointing and everybody is get, getting fired up for what the Lord is doing in this day. Yeah, and it, it's an exciting we can't ignore it. We can't no. ignore it anymore. It's right no, in our face. Can't. It so is. let's just go and do it and get the, get the strategies from heaven and go take it. Take back the kingdom. Take yes. the kingdom to the darkness and take back the land. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Amen. Awesome. Alrighty. Well, thank you for joining us today. We'll have you back again, I know. And um, I'm so excited for everything that you're doing. And I know that God is going to continually pour out his blessing on you. His favor is all over you. And he's going to pay the bill. And you already know that. So we just thank you for that. He's thank writing God. the check. Thank yes. you Lord for that. Right. <laughs> Amen. Right. God so thank you. you every God bless you. Thank you everyone for joining us today. And we'll see you next time with Mike Thompson, who will be here. Bye bye, everyone. Bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.